how are you? Oh, I'm good. I ate a biscuit this morning. Uh, greasy biscuit. So you just racked your brain for updates. <laughs> and you're like, I had a biscuit this morning. I'm going to New York in a month, staying there for a little bit. And that's interesting to fathom. It's exciting. It is exciting. It's exciting. It's exciting. I think it's like, oh, already living in a big city and then going to a bigger city is like, huh. Small fish, big pond. And we're going to miss her. Aw, obviously. We have this big friend group of people and every single person is leaving in September. Like, it's actually crazy. Except me. You're going to have a great time. I'm going to have a great time. Um, I'm going to take care of my U.S. cat. We're going to bond. It's going to be the best the best i'm hannah i'm Maya, and this is rehash a podcast about the social media phenomenons that strike a nerve in our culture only to be quickly forgotten but we think are due for a revisiting this season is about paradigm shifts moments that change the way we do things for better or for worse if you like our show and want to hear more from us, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash rehashpodcast, where we have monthly bonus episodes, weekly mini episodes, and early access to our regular scheduled programming. Help. <laughs> if you don't want to join the Patreon, feel free to rate and review us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, because that helps us out a lot. Help. Today's episode is on... Amber Heard versus Johnny Depp defamation lawsuit. I am finally, maybe now, at the place where I am ready to speak about this. <laughs> exactly. Like, we didn't think we would cover this one because honestly, like, we didn't want to get harassed. We didn't want to get harassed. And also, like, I actually hate thinking about this. Yeah. Like, I hate it up until now, this moment, very moment that I'm saying these words to you. I have hated thinking about this topic but now i'm ready now we're just gonna have to like rehash it put on our big girl boots and rehash talked about this trial before briefly in our episode on gaslighting where i used it as a real world example of the dangerous myth of the female manipulator in this episode we're gonna dive a bit deeper into the online coverage of the trial and how it may have impacted the verdict i just want to say up front this isn't a true crime podcast and i'm not here to give you my interpretation of the evidence in fact i want to explore other people's interpretations so our focus is more on like the things surrounding the trial than the nitty gritty of the trial itself. This is a culture podcast, yeah. not a legal podcast. No. And I did not want to go insane. No one wants to wade through all that. No. All that muck. I mean, look, I'm sure there's lots of breakdowns online if, if you're curious. But yeah, this is not the place. Also, content warning. We talked about domestic violence and sexual assault in this episode so if that's something that you know you're sensitive to just keep that in mind so background so johnny depp and amber heard first met in 2009 while shooting the rum diary they wouldn't begin a romantic relationship though until two years later when they were promoting the film so they were both in different relationships when they met so what was your understanding of johnny depp at that time like 2009 oh this was like peak Johnny Depp fever I feel like even though I feel like this man had not made a good movie in years I feel like it was around the time that it was kind of around the climax of his like Tim Burton collaborations as well as like the heat of Pirates of the Caribbean as a franchise I think he was starting to wane a bit around this time in terms of like how people valued his talent but he was a superstar like he was everywhere Everyone always talked about him. He was a household name. He was an A-list celebrity. And it felt like he was understood as like a beloved pop culture figure and an extremely esteemed actor. Yeah, absolutely. Because 
I mean, he was a sex symbol. He was people's sexiest man alive twice in his earlier career. And then he also managed to become a star that like children knew who he was because the 2000s, he was mostly acting in like family centered films. I mean, Tim Burton shoehorned him into almost every yeah. possible movie. And this was right around the time that Tim Burton was also kind of at the height of his career. Yeah, exactly. And like, I don't know how many movie stars I actually like knew as a small child, but Johnny Depp was one of them. Mm-hmm. I remember once overhearing some girls like two years older than me. I must have been in grade four debating if Johnny Depp was hot or not. And I only knew him as like Willy Wonka and like Jack Sparrow. And I was like, ew. Oh, that's so funny. Because he's not hot in Willy Wonka. No, he's not hot in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I feel like around this time also, he was known for being extremely versatile. Like, mm-hmm. that was what defined his acting career was that he, he could do anything. Yeah. You know? Yeah, totally. Which, like, when you look back at those Tim Burton movies, you're like, or he can just do the same, like... The same thing. Yeah. He also just, as I have said in my Tim Burton video, ruins a lot of movies as well <laughs> with his overacting. But yeah, I loved him around this time. Like, I was obsessed with Tim Burton. I was obsessed with being, like, that whole corporate, dark, hot topic, like, hot topic type goth persona that was me in 2009 so johnny depp really embodied that for me oh totally what was your understanding of amber heard in 2009 if you had one no fucking clue who she was <laughs> yeah um and even in the years to follow like the next like two or three years anything nope yeah <laughs> She was in Zombieland and Pineapple Express at that point. And, like, I actually remember her in Zombieland because I think she'd been in, like, an episode of Criminal Minds or something, too. And she's just, like, really pretty. But she was known, if she was known, for being, like, a blonde bombshell who had, like, small parts in movies but, like, wasn't really famous outside of that. Do you remember when you became aware of her at all? I became aware of her when they were married. Like, I remember people being like Johnny Depp is with Amber Heard but I had no concept of who what her career was or what her celebrity was like I just I understood her as like Johnny Depp's partner yeah I would say that's the case for most people right yeah so when these two became official she's 25 and he is 48 he had been with Vanessa Paradis for 14 years they had two kids together and then he gets with her she's this hot blonde like openly bisexual woman basic instinct (laughs) like she she's it's just like there's already a setup there an evil bisexual who steals your man yeah or just (laughs) a younger woman yeah he's unfathomably famous she's trying to build her career like that dynamic is just so palpable yeah um and then they get married in 2015 there's some headlines because they got in trouble for trying to bring their dogs into Australia. And then they like had to like do a public apology or something. Dog people. Then in 2016, Heard files for divorce from Depp before getting a restraining order and accusing him of domestic violence. Depp's team would say that this was Heard's way of securing a premature financial resolution in the divorce as she was initially seeking 50k a month in spousal support. In the end, they would settle their divorce and Depp would pay her $7 million and she would drop her request for a domestic violence restraining order. Do you remember hearing about this at all at the time? Uh, yeah, I think it, it kind of hit the headlines a little bit, but not really thinking anything of it because it, it hadn't really made huge news, at least to me at the time. I was busy in 2016. I mean, this is also notably pre-Me Too. Yeah. So like... I remember seeing headlines about it, but I really don't remember any kind of reckoning at all, especially, I mean, given what we've just established about their public perceptions as a couple. People were like, hmm, that that could be bad, but I don't know. I love Johnny Depp. Yeah, it was kind of a, I don't know if this is enough to tank him. No, you know? especially if it's like her word against his and she's being accused of like being a gold digger. You know, I will say, actually, though, now that I'm looking back at 2016 and kind of investigating it more, in my circles, there were already reckonings before Me Too was happening about sexual assault. Like, I think it kind of hit whatever I was in at the time a bit early. Like, those kind of started happening in 2015. Mm -hmm. And I think I do remember 
having a tainted idea of Johnny Depp around this time. Mm. Like, this sounds like I'm going back and trying to write myself as... But no, I, I, I am actually remembering that around Me Too or before... I don't know when it started, but I do remember starting to dislike Johnny Depp around this time. I just don't know if it happened when this initial um, claim was filed. Well, I'm sure he, like, probably lost his relevancy to you that, like, you know, you've established earlier in the episode that, like, you really liked him at this one point in your life. Yeah, I think the connection, the nostalgia connection wasn't really there as much. Yeah. For me, at least. But for many people, it was. (laughs) For many people, not so much. Um, But, yeah, when she came forward with uh, her domestic violence accusations, Johnny Depp's career... Like, it hadn't been doing great for a while. He was appearing in, like, bomb after bomb, like Mordecai and all these random Tim Burton movies no one had seen, and had recently, like, relapsed after a stint of sobriety. I know through the grapevine that he was apparently a nightmare to work with in the last Pirates of the Caribbean movie he did. He was, like, drunk on set. There are a lot of reports about Johnny Depp being unbearable to be around. Yeah. (laughs) He was cast in the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them franchise before the accusations, but they fully just, like, kept him in the movies afterwards. And this is why I remember when that movie came out, because I was a huge Harry Potter fan. I went to see it. I hate the Fantastic Beasts series, but you know me. And I remember when I watched it being like, I literally hate that he's playing this character. For one, I mean, he doesn't actually fit that. Yet again, shoehorning Johnny Depp into characters he doesn't deserve to be playing. Like, that's not a character description that he fits. Like, that character is supposed to be quite young at the time of this, like, film universe. And supposed to be, like, kind of look like a cherub. Like, have, like, super blonde curly hair and kind of be, like, a bit cherubic. And Johnny Depp is, like, old and weathered. And, like, just doesn't look good and doesn't do a good job in the movie. Like, he's definitely phoning it in. And I remember at the time being like, this is annoying. Are you being ageist? Yeah, I'm being (laughs) ageist against Johnny Depp. Like, fuck off, Johnny Depp, you're old. Like, I don't know. (laughs) Um, They would never put an older woman into a role men for a young person. Like, And, yeah, I don't think that should be the case. I don't think we should age people out of cinema. But I also don't think people, like, old people should be playing super young characters. Instead, they'd get, like, Jennifer Lawrence to play, like, a 40-year-old or something, which they were doing at the time. <laughs> yeah, I think they ha- they had cast him, and it was, like, a surprise, like, a twist at the end of the movie that he appeared, and then the next film was, like, about his character, mm-hmm. and they kind of doubled down, like, J.K. Rowling, like, defended keeping him in the movie. <laughs> of course she did. Amber Heard, while they were married, was cast in Aquaman and, like, the Justice League DC universe. And then she had, like, shot that. But, like, that was supposed to be her big breakthrough. Do you see, like, a downward trajectory so far in his career that was caused by these accusations? No, I think the downward trajectory began before that when he started flopping as an actor and (laughs) flopping as a professional. Like, I just think... He picked all the wrong projects. I think when he did The Lone Ranger, that was when everyone was like, okay, this guy, he's got to stop. But I don't think that it was like, oh, because Johnny Depp's an abuser. Well, that didn't even come out yet. Like, those accusations. Oh, true. And he was um, adopted by an indigenous tribe, actually, Maya. He's actually, like, 113th Cherokee. So... In 2018, the UK tabloid The Sun published an article calling Depp a wife beater, and they were like urging J.K. Rowling to have him removed from the Fantastic Beasts franchise in the article. Johnny Depp ended up suing them for libel, and the trial took place in 2020. I don't know if you remember. Um, no, I actually don't remember the UK trial at all. Same, it kind of like slid under my radar. I mean, I think anything that happens in the US hits our radar, and anything that happens elsewhere doesn't, so. Yeah. <laughs> In English libel law, the onus is on the defendant, in this case the son, to prove that what they are saying about the claimant, Johnny Depp, is substantially true. And so essentially they had to prove in the trial that Depp was a wife beater. So this is just like something to keep in mind. Amber Heard testified as a witness in the case and she presented 14 occasions where she says Depp physically abused her. The judge found 12 of those 14 incidents to be proven to the civil standard. Part of Depp's strategy in this trial, which we're going to talk about more in a bit, was to argue that he was the real domestic abuse victim in the marriage. And part of the evidence was like audio of her admitting to like hitting Depp. 
Depp did lose the case, though. Fan support of Depp was unwavering, though, and Amber Heard's team accused Johnny Depp's team of creating an online hate campaign against her by using bots to stir up social media. Hmm, seems like a pretty popular tactic amongst... Yeah, I wonder where they learned that. Hey, women. (laughs) Later that year, at the request of Warner Brothers, he ended up resigning from the Fantastic Beasts films. I'm trying to remember, like, around this time, I remember... The tide shifting on Depp for a bit and him getting kind of absorbed into the general Me Too, like male celebrities who have harmed women cohort. But then I also remember around probably this time, people beginning to change their minds about Depp and redeem him as like a victim. Maybe sometimes he would get included in these topics like post 2018, but there were no material like career consequences. In the same way that like... Harvey Weinstein or Bill Cosby, Kevin Spacey or yeah, any of these like juggernauts getting like literally taken out of their positions. Like his name wasn't tarnished the way they are now. Like you hear Bill Cosby and that's the first thing you think of now. Well, I do think there was a super brief window when he was taken out of Fantastic Beasts that people were like, he bad. Like I think the window was extremely brief, but I do yeah. remember there being a window where he was considered bad. Yeah, or, like, even people just, like, entertained that thought. Yeah. Even following this lawsuit, like, Dior kept him on. They didn't get rid of him. Like, they were kind of, like, waiting it out. And I think a lot of people were, like, and we're going to get to this now. But in 2018, he also filed another lawsuit against Amber Heard. And people were, like, I guess we should wait and see what the results of that one They were, like, that lady's blonde and she's bisexual. She's gotta be shifty there's just something i don't like about her (laughs) i have a question do you have any strong feelings about like casting decisions of major franchises being made in light of these kinds of controversies i think it's noteworthy that like warner bros was not going to recast adapt until there was like a court ruling that he was a wife beater and they're also like the same studio that makes the dc movies that amber heard is part of and they had to deal with um backlash from other people on that side with someone like johnny depp or any of these major figures that were kind of like exposed in me too not the like spectrumy figures that were like hmm let's maybe discuss the spectrum of their abuse but more like these super uber powerful men getting accused like i do think there should be material consequences for those people and i think johnny depp deserved to be taken out of the franchise studios just see money so mm-hmm. they're not doing any of this for moralistic purposes at all like they're doing this because they're like is johnny depp bankable or is he not bankable right yeah. now and he probably wasn't bankable in that brief window so they were like hey goodbye they should have been like is he right for this part definitely not we should take him out before any of this even happened because he was not right for the role <laughs> but like in general I think within that context yes it just think it depends though yeah like it depends on what someone has done because it's funny, it's Warner Brothers and DC who are also, like, Ezra Miller is still The Flash. And, like, they think they just put out the, like, Flash movie. But I don't know if there was promotion for it or something. Because everyone was like, it's crazy that you're keeping Ezra Miller. Yeah, I'm like, is that bankable? But honestly, I just think... But was okay. Ezra Miller ever bankable? Like, that bankable? Not that bankable. I, I, but I do think, and this is gonna... We're gonna be talking about this in my Barbie video. But, like, these studios and these franchise films are running on the pure inertia of what the material is so it doesn't actually matter if a star is bankable enough to carry it like i actually think the ip is enough to carry it itself so like people are going to go see the harry potter prequel series people are going to go see the flash people are going to go see the flash and it's like i don't know if it even matters for them to take it out or not and because they see money they don't see a moralistic reason to have them in have them out it's just whether or not it's gonna hurt it financially in any way Mm -hmm. but like keeping Ezra Miller in I'm sure is just like "Ah, I don't think it's gonna hurt it that much if we just release it anyways yeah we've already made it we've already spent money on production may as well just roll it out you know yeah sure I don't know money 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 in 2018 not long after the the Sun article calling Depp a wife beater Amber Heard wrote a piece for the Washington Post titled I spoke up against sexual violence and faced our culture's wrath that has to change It's a short piece. Uh, It's basically just her reflecting on how things have changed in the short window of time since she came forward with her abuse allegations because of the Me Too movement. 
In it, like, she also draws attention to legislative solutions for issues around domestic violence and sexual assault. That year, she had become, like, a woman's rights ambassador for the ACLU. She never names names in this article. She never details anything about abuse or, like, what she experienced specifically. It's very vague. She just mentions that she's writing from the perspective of someone who has experienced it in a public manner and how that's affected her career. It actually feels weirdly similar to the Dylan Farrow Mm. article, not in the sense that Dylan Farrow's letter about Woody Allen's abuse towards her was actually outing Woody Allen and calling celebrities on it. But I do think it is kind of similar in the way that it's like this open letter to the public, appealing to the public and asking them to be more empathetic or asking them or like asking them to reflect on themselves and why they've ignored abuse for so long you know what I mean yeah and like the perspective here was really like look I experienced what it was like before me too we had me too we're now in this post me too world but there's still stuff we need to do can we like take this energy and put it towards this bill that's being passed or this like issue that's being argued in the government which is extremely practical and we actually don't talk like we are very esoteric in the way we talk about things online with very little like actual solutions and like that's really cool that she was able to take this very pragmatic approach to something that's extremely emotional and extremely difficult yeah and i think that's like admirable actually and like it's because she was working with this like rights organization like she was getting involved in that and yeah we don't see a lot of celebrities actually go invest their time and their platform into organizations that are trying to make palpable change But don't you see, Hannah, she's duplicitous. She knew that we would be talking about this right now. She knew back then that you and I would be sitting here on this podcast and saying, wow, Amber Heard's a pragmatist. She had to establish good optics. Yeah, good optics (laughs) and a good faith with the public. And now look. I also wanted to get an idea of, because she talks about how her career was impacted by being a victim of abuse. And I just wanted to like get a sense of what that looks like for her because, you know, she hasn't had such a prolific career. I looked at her IMDb listings post-divorce, and so she had five projects come out in 2015 that were like likely shot before her marriage to Johnny Depp. They got divorced in 2016, and then during the marriage, she was cast in Aquaman and like shot a couple other movies. But since the divorce, which was seven years ago, she's shot four projects that like she wasn't already attached to before she divorced Johnny Depp. Like in seven years, has had like four new projects added and she's an actress with name recognition she wasn't always quite as vilified by the public and yet that's it she also says she was dropped by like a major fashion campaign that she'd been working with for like a few years so you think that because she lost proximity to Depp in the divorce she was dropped from projects I think it's because in the divorce her name was immediately I guess attached to kind of like a scandal not a scandal but you know yeah there was controversy attached Mm -hmm. to her name and I guess it became messy and I guess like he is like a huge staple of the film industry and she wasn't and people do take sides Mm -hmm. things do affect you yeah it is interesting how much work they had to do to get Johnny Depp taken out of that terrible film franchise but then Amber Heard just gets pulled out so easily yeah and the like the offers just completely dry up immediately she's just like collateral damage basically which again is so funny because people like love to cast women who date more successful men as being like um advantageous advantageous opportunistic opportunistic or trying to sleep their way to the top and (laughs) guys it doesn't work (laughs) it doesn't work so this article specifically three lines from it would become the basis of johnny depp's lawsuit against amber heard so its title i spoke up against sexual violence and faced our culture's wrath that has to change that's the first one then Then two years later, I became a public figure representing domestic abuse, and I felt the full force of our culture's wrath for women who speak out. And the last one, I had the rare vantage point of seeing in real time how institutions protect men accused of abuse. Vague. Fairly innocuous. Yeah. I would say so. There was a general expectation that since Depp lost the UK suit against the Sun, he was going to lose this lawsuit as well. The U.S. is considered a difficult place to win a defamation suit because unlike the U.K., Australia, and Canada, the burden of proof is on the plaintiff, in this case Johnny Depp, to prove that the claims made by the defendant, Amber Heard, are false. So that means 
When Johnny Depp sued The Sun, they had to prove that what they wrote was true. When Johnny Depp sued Amber Heard in the United States, he has to prove that they're false. Right, okay. And that's a harder thing to do. You basically have to prove a different truth on your side in order to show that her truth is actually not the truth, it's false. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And it has to do with, you know, the United States and all their, like, First Amendment whatever blah 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 <laughs> um and because johnny depp is famous he actually has to prove that those false statements were made with malicious intent like to hurt his reputation it's like an extra level of barriers so everyone was like well he already lost in the uk there's no fucking way he's gonna win it's like US. malicious intent that's such a malicious just existing in a courtroom feels like a funny word I don't know. It's it's a very like emotional word and kind of subjective. Would he would he have to prove that what the results of her actions were ended up hurting him? Yeah. But how do you know, like how do you know that someone intended for that to hurt you? You know what I mean? Like that is very difficult. And and that's something we're going to get to because it kind of changes the way the case operates because there's a lot of context that has to be provided and evaluated to determine whether that would be her intention is that why his demon of a lawyer did such a bad job (laughs) because i need someone to explain why that lady was yeah shitting the bed up on that (laughs) stand every single day uh shitting in the bed you didn't unfortunately is a pun because of the whole oh no yeah but she didn't mean it like that (laughs) That, okay that is kind of funny for those who don't know amber heard was accused of shitting in johnny depp's bed i actually completely that's that's kind of funny (laughs) that i just completely like um anyways his lawyer's a demon yeah yeah um and we are going to talk about that a bit but first i just want to like ask so like going into this trial like even though the uk courts had decided that amber heard was a victim johnny depp was still i don't know i think going into this trial with the support of the public definitely i don't think he he ever fully lost it so you give like an inch with Amber Heard potentially being abusive back to him and people just run a mile with it. Oh, totally. Like men's rights activists are always looking for like a little crack in the foundations and they're looking for that one woman who has done the abuse to like basically make a case for why women are actually the abusers. Like oh, they, they love to argue against the disproportionate violence against women. Which... One of the things that's most frustrating about this trial is the fact that people refuse to understand that even if it's established that the other person was abusive, this isn't a who's an abuser trial. The trial is, (laughs) did this person do the things that they're being accused of? It's not relevant if the other party also could be guilty of something and it's just something that really frustrated me (laughs) and it's it's at its core like and i made this mistake because i called it i think an abuse trial in my community page post but it it is a defamation trial yeah not an abuse trial yeah people and people really treated it like a civil or or like a criminal case instead of a civil case well i'm sure we'll get to why (laughs) that was (laughs) did you remember any like pro johnny media or content you might have seen before the trial Oh, yeah. I mean, like, she she was quite literally, like, a, a men's rights rallying point for a couple of years before the trial. Amber Heard is, like, the rallying cry for men's rights activists. Like, her name is the name. And so I made a video about this figure, Roma Army, back in 2020, and sh- she's, like, this men's rights activists lady on TikTok. I, I deleted the video eventually because I was like, I don't need this attention from, like, these groups. But... <laughs> Um, in my research of her and like of the community she's a part of, like Amber Heard comes up all the time. And this is before the trial. So yeah, this whole thing was already in the public vernacular, especially the concept of Johnny Depp being a victim. Like Johnny Depp being this like little sad abused guy, like this poor helpless little bird. Like that that is what he was known as for a while. And it's so interesting because like the push for talking about men as being capable of victimhood like men being susceptible to abuse or like assault wasn't something that men were pushing for until women started having their like accusations validated that suddenly men were like actually the real issue here is how we don't listen to men it's like i don't think you were listening to men until 
women force you to listen to them. Oh, they don't care about male abuse victims. They care about not letting women be victims. Like, that is what they care about. Sometimes you'll get TikToks that are, like, celebrities who are in age gap relationships. And then it's just, like, a list over, like, some Ugh. dumb song. And then I got one that was, like, celebrities who were domestic abusers. And then I remember seeing Amber Heard in there and I was like, what? And that was when I first like realized that the people people were talking about her in that way. And any kind of doubt you showed at the time, people would just be like, and that's because we don't believe male victims. Like that was the talking point. If you ever tried to poke holes in their entire dispute, people would just be like, well, you don't care about domestic abuse and that's why. And you don't care about men. You just want to silence them. Yeah. And it's like, no, that's not it. Yeah, it was like, you're not pro-domestic abuse victims. You're just pro-woman and, like, anti-men. Exactly. It's just like, go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Get him, Hannah. Tell him. Following the UK trial, obviously his fans also started to petition for her to be removed from Aquaman 2, which is, like, coming out now, I think. Um, and, like, I think Warner Brothers did consider it. And then we're like, nah. Oh, they did a good thing. One good thing. I think they probably already shot a bunch of stuff or something or didn't <laughs> want to go through the effort. So even though, um, as we've established, defamation is harder to prove in the U.S., there's still some like pretty obvious factors that uh, helped Johnny Depp. The first is that the U.K. lawsuit was tried by a judge, while Depp v. Heard was tried by a jury. Uh-huh. There are pros and cons to using a jury in a defamation case, but... Why do you think this might be something that would give Depp an unfair advantage? You can't have an impartial jury about one of the most famous people in the world. England. Like, there is literally no way for jury members to come in and not know who this fucking man is. And so, of course, they're going to come in with a prejudice of some sort. No matter how they feel about it, they are going to feel a way about Johnny Depp. He is not a blank canvas to them. He's not a stranger. Yeah, and he's, like, fundamentally more familiar than Amber Heard. And she's from Basic Instinct, so of course <laughs> she just seems evil. And she's blonde. <laughs> the Basic Instinctification of our society. But yeah, it, that's exactly it. And I was really trying to understand why the United States has juries. Like, I, for some reason, always thought a jury was something for a civ- or was always something for criminal court cases. I didn't realize they used them in civil court cases. Because it just feels like, I don't know, it feels weird to me. Is it common that they do that? I feel like they made a lot of weird exceptions for this trial. No, so it is common yeah. in the U.S. for defamation lawsuits. Okay. Not all civil suits, though. I don't think so. And I, I it's like something that I think they put in the Declaration of Independence. Like, they fought because they're like, in the, the U.K., we're not allowed to be tried by a jury of our peers in like libel and defamation cases but i i agree i think it's weird to have a jury personally like i think on the one hand like everyday people are going to be the best determiners of like how everyday people would interpret something that is up for like debate in a defamation suit so if i were to say something bad about you and like which she does all the time all the time and publish it in a newspaper which she does all the time which i do all the time to know how the public would actually react to that and what the like tangible consequences would be does make more sense to like ask a jury made up of the public than like a legal representative but at the same time like when you're trying to understand like complicated legal concepts and again outside of bias in this case I think it makes way more sense to have somebody who's trained in that and understands that. And like, I think these kinds of cases, because it does feel dependent on like opinion. I don't know. It just, I think you would want a more nuanced, more like objective figure ruling. That. Yeah. Like judges are trained to be impartial. Yeah. Juries like are, like they're briefed. They're human. They have not put their life's work into doing this. No. So the second thing that helped Johnny Depp is that the jury wasn't sequestered. Oh my god. <laughs> so for people who don't know like sequestering is when you take the jury and you like hide them away from like TV or like the news from their loved ones so it's, that yeah. they're not like 
influenced. It's pretty friggin' inhumane because it's like, yeah, you don't know how long a trial can go on for, especially in a criminal proceeding. And so people can be locked away from their families for so long. And from work, like their jobs. Sequestering is saved for like very rare cases, usually high profile criminal cases. I don't even know if you can sequester a jury for civil cases. I saw somewhere that they can't be sequestered until after they've heard everything, which in this case is counterproductive. But yeah, I think this was a six week trial, six or eight week. So it would have been like very difficult to sequester a jury. But it's so hard because this is one situation where it, I think, would have made a difference. Also difficult to sequester. I mean, there are juries who have been sequestered for like a year's time. So I know. Yeah, I'm sure they'll live for six weeks. Yeah. And so the third thing that helped Johnny Depp was that it was filmed and available for anyone to watch online. Cameras are rare in Virginia courts, and Heard's team tried to fight for the trial not to be filmed. And it was the judge who was like, I think that people have the right to know. People have the right to see everything that happens in the trial. Why do people have the right to know about this celebrity, like, marriage defamation case? Like, this is not a public issue in the slightest. No. Or it wasn't before we fucking made it one. It's hard because there's, like, one side of it that it's like, this is all tabloid shit. Then on the other hand, it's like, but we're talking about something very serious and very dark. And I just think it's, like, the an insane decision and like i think it's like really unethical on the judge's part i think the judge was like i want to be famous i know but it's just defamation case around abuse accusations i couldn't have i'm sorry a lower opinion of most of the people in that courtroom like i really don't like them (laughs) no the jury in this case was instructed to assess whether or not amber heard lied if she did so with the intentions of harming Depp's career, like we said, and if she did harm his career and his reputation. Okay, so there's the, did she lie? Yes. Did she lie to harm his career and then did it work? Yes. Okay. okay. And keeping in mind the three quotes we went over, the three vague, those are the, the quotes at the center of it. But in order to establish all of these things, there had to be context provided from outside the article. So evidence was allowed to be admitted that suggested there was ill will from Heard to Depp. And additionally, the jury was instructed to assess her credibility as a witness. This opened up the room for Depp's legal team to flip the narrative from, did Johnny Depp abuse Amber Heard? Two, did Amber Heard lie about abuse because she was abusing Johnny Depp the whole time? Because they're basically just asked to each show like how shitty of a partner the other person was. Because if his team can prove that she sucks, then it's like clearly she's doing this. To, to, well, with yeah. the intent to harm. Yeah. yeah. And there's a technique that defendants will use in domestic abuse trials, and it's called DARVO. And it means... Deny the behavior, attack the accuser, and reverse the roles of victim and offender. Whoa. Yeah. The woman who coined that term, Jennifer Freyd, believes Depp's team was using it and that it extended into online coverage of the case. Oh my god. Yeah. So it's like actually something that's used in practice. Yeah. A legal team will literally be like, okay, we're going to Darvo. Yeah. I usually don't judge defense teams because it's like, that is their job. Like, you, yeah. like everyone has the right to legal counsel everyone has the right to be defended like that is baseline that's okay and defense attorneys have to take some of these tactics sometimes in order to prove a case but it is yeah uh but it's what makes taking domestic abuse charges to trial such a traumatic experience and it's why a lot of women don't go forward is because of the types of tactics that are used against them in order to, like, prove doubt. It is decidedly below the belt. Like, it feels more below the belt than, like, a murder trial yeah. defense would be. Oh, absolutely. It's it's incredibly painful for people to be, like, a victim of domestic abuse and have to serve as a witness in that trial. Like, it's, it's yeah. not... And the difference between this and a murder trial is that the victim is dead in a murder yeah. trial. So they can't be around to hear whatever fucking bullshit is spewed about them. Whereas a domestic abuse victim is there. Yeah. And I mean, depending on the location of the trial, 
if this is a criminal trial and somebody is being um, charged by the state or the crown or whoever with domestic violence, when the accuser or victim is asked to testify, like there tends to be measures put in place to make it as easy for them as possible or like as untraumatizing as possible. In, in Canada, we have a few different tactics to make it so you don't necessarily have to like face your abuser. Sometimes I like Canada. In these, <laughs> in these moments, I do. <laughs> yeah. And that's why like filming this specific case is so fucked up and like having the kind of publicity around it is so fucked up because at its heart yes it's a defamation suit but at its heart it's about domestic violence and people who are observing it are interpreting it as a domestic violence case even if they're like incorrect Mm -hmm. like they think it's a criminal case domestic violence experts were all like filming this is a terrible fucking idea yeah I mean, I just don't think any criminal or any civil or any court case at all should be filmed and should be aired in real time at all. And this kind of leads me to my question for you. So when we were discussing this episode, you brought up the OJ case to me. And I just wanted to know if you had anything else to say about its relevancy here as like the case that sort of invented the 24-hour news cycle at court TV. So... The People versus O.J. Simpson was not the first case in the U.S. to be televised. I believe it was Ted Bundy. But the O.J. case received such an unprecedented amount of views. Like, people were tuning in at all times that it actually, yeah, did give way to the 24-hour news cycle because people were watching it and consuming it like it was reality TV instead of, like, an actual criminal trial. And much of what was happening in the case... The fact that the public was so privy to it, public opinions started seeping into the courtroom over time. Um, I think they had to get rid of a few jury members who were found out to be like promising memoirs and like signing book deals while they were there. There was there was all this stuff happening. And the amount of media coverage ended up like delaying the trial a lot, which means like that that jury suffered quite a bit. And by the time the decision came around, like they were fucking fed up like they had been in that hotel forever. I just think it turned what should have been, like, due process and, like, legal procedure into a sensationalized, like, drama and basically turned into a culture war, right? Like, it became an, it became a culture war about whose side you were on. And that ended up influencing the decision at the end of the case because, like, there is no fucking way OJ didn't murder Nicole Brown Simpson. And it's truly, like along with the remarkable skills of his defense team, there's no way public opinion didn't influence that. No, it's such a clear case of, like, celebrity being its own character in the trial. Had he not been famous... Yeah, exactly. Had he not been famous, would the case have gone differently? And he was yet another person who was found guilty in civil court and not in criminal court, and the civil court case was not filmed, just like this UK one was in this case. Yeah. So it's like... You have to look at that and be like, yeah, there is definitely an element to it being televised that influenced the proceedings. Yeah. I mean, and in the States, like, it's easier to be convicted of murder in a civil case than it is in a criminal case. Obviously, it being televised and all of that plays a factor, but I've heard it's easier to Mm. be found guilty in civil court. I mean, the stakes are also lower, right? You're not going to jail in civil court. The stakes are lower. It's like wrongful death. I don't think it's the same as murder. But like, quite literally, there was there was DNA evidence against OJ, and that somehow did not impact his verdict. And it's like, it's mind-boggling to this day how that trial went down. Yeah. And I think we're going to look back at this Johnny Depp Amber Heard one and feel the same way. Absolutely. To recap, we have a mega-famous actor coming into a trial with an impassioned fan base up against an actress with a much shorter career who is known for being a blonde bombshell that married a rich older man. The trials being live-streamed with new material becoming available every day. And we live in a culture that loves two things, celebrity and true crime. Do you think it makes sense that this would become a goldmine for content? Bring in the body language experts, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it truly, it was like, I could not touch social media during this time because it was so upsetting like it was so so hard to see and when this first started both of us were like i'm not going to that 
I don't want to follow it. It's going to piss me off. We both tried to avoid it and we literally couldn't. Yeah, we had like a couple days where we, we, we both had to like rant about it to each other. I know. I we was like, like, I know you're ignoring this, but I need to tell you about it. And then it was just bad. We couldn't. Yeah, you just couldn't avoid it. It was it was everywhere. And I cannot imagine being like a victim of domestic violence and having to fucking see this shit yeah. all over your feed. Like, Jesus Christ, the way people talked about Amber Heard was absolutely horrific. And we're going to watch some TikToks about that. But before that, just some other ways that this was like hitting the online. There were live stream and reaction videos to the trial all over Twitch and YouTube like every day. The website Law and Crime, which was live streaming the trial. It's actually where I watched some of the trial researching this video on YouTube. was celebrating the fact that it hit 330 million viewers thanks to the trial. They did an article like, wow, guys, look at the traffic coming to our fucking website. Yeah, yet another trial that was making people money and getting people famous who had nothing to do with this. People were selling merch on Etsy. I'll show you some. And now my fucking Etsy algorithm is tarnished. No, that's horrible. (laughs) Okay, I showed you the merch. Yeah, lots of felt cute, might poop later or something like that. Really boring, deeply unfunny shit. It's like people who also make content that's like, I love blowjobs. My wife sucks. And it's like, clearly you're just seizing on this hot topic to make clothes and like merch and whatever for. I mean, even if it wasn't morally bankrupt, it's just like not funny and like not good and ugly. (laughs) Uh, Did you see SNL's sketch about the trial? No, I couldn't watch it. I was like, I can't. I know. It was basically just them being like this trial is just for fun like the joke was that like even the judge wanted to watch footage of like crazy shit that amber heard was doing and stuff because the trial's just for fun it's just like tabloids but it was mostly Mm. just like making a mockery of the trial it's like fluff yeah and then now to the tiktoks the hashtag justice for johnny had billions of views on tiktok obviously and we're gonna watch a couple of them thoughts I just don't understand how people aren't embarrassed to make this shit. Like, how are you not embarrassed? So we watched a variety of TikToks. There was like a fan cam for Johnny Depp's legal team. There was a video of Amber Heard arriving to court and not saying hi to a security guard. And then Johnny Depp coming and saying hi to the security guard. And it's like, this is why we don't like Amber. I'm pretty sure the security guard says hi to him first too, which is like, yeah, yeah. so then he said hi. So... Johnny Depp's probably in a better mood than Amber Heard, considering everything that's going on. There's Lance Bass of NSYNC fame and nothing else doing what she's describing in her testimony. She's like, I was at the edge of the couch. And so he's at the edge of the couch and I was looking at my carpet and then he goes on the floor and it's like making fun of how like ridiculous, I guess, he thinks her testimony was or the story. He's just, you should be embarrassed. Like you are embarrassing. Yeah. And all the comments are like, this is so funny. We love this. Um, a montage of her testimony where they're like, here she's posing, here she's like, realizes she's on camera and she makes a face and it's over like the instrumental of like Savage by Megan Thee Stallion. Um, and then there's a girl doing a makeup look of Amber Heard in court, not in a nice way. And then another girl who's like using the audio of her testimony, but is like exaggerating. To mock her. It's like a mix of people who I'm sure were like, I really support Johnny Depp, but then people who were like, I really want lots of views. Yeah. I really want people to watch my shit. And this is like the hot button subject. And it was infuriating because every single thing that I've like watched about the case or like read about the case that has comments are all supporting Johnny Depp ubiquitously. Like, and all those videos have like millions of likes. Millions of likes. It was just like so frustrating. And the public wasn't just like b- blindly supporting Depp, which honestly might have been better But they were playing armchair investigators. They were sifting through all the evidence and like footage and dissecting even the most mundane things as like proof that Amber Heard was some evil manipulator. I watched a TikTok of someone making the inevitable comparison to Gone Girl. I think going back to Fatal Attraction and Basic Instinct and Gone Girl zifications of our culture, like... It is so, 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 so much easier for us to believe that a woman could, like, concoct and construct and premeditate an entire 
domestic violence storyline with receipts than to believe that an alcoholic man is capable of abuse. And it's like, hmm, one of those is statistically proven to be more likely than the other, but we would just much rather believe this, like, fantasy that women are evil manipulators. And that the person that we liked watching in that children's movie about pirates is in fact a good person and we shouldn't feel guilty about watching it and liking it. I also do think it was coming at a time when people were kind of getting fed up with Me Too and needed someone to be wrong, right? Yeah. It's like when everyone hopped on the Asia Argento thing, when Asia Argento accused Harvey Weinstein of abuse and then she was accused of abusing a younger man and everyone was like, well, then she was faking it the whole time. And it's like, wow, so many truths can exist at once, guys. Yeah. Like, we're like, I don't like Amber Heard. So therefore, she's fucking lying about everything. Amber Heard's face is too symmetrical. <laughs> Something must be wrong. Also, can I just say, I had my first kiss while watching one of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, and I'm willing to believe that he's a bad person. <laughs> and clearly, I have more sentimental attachment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, just saying. I don't know if you heard about the theory that she was copying all of his outfits every single day. Guys, Johnny Depp looks like shit, okay? That guy looks like shit. And every single day he showed up into court, he looked like shit. No one's trying to look like Johnny Depp, okay? That man dresses like an absolute tool. And it would be like he wore a Gucci tie and then she wore a Gucci tie. <laughs> like they both have the little Gucci bee on it. And I will tell you, and I'm not naming names because I don't want to make them feel bad and I love them, but I have friends that I have gotten in heated debates with about this and they've cited this as a reason to show that she is actually manipulating everything and is continuing to play mind games with him. And I'm like... Wait, this, this isn't a movie. <laughs> I know. It's just, it's so, why is it so hard for people to believe that this man is capable of being the absolute tool shitbag that he is? Like, I just don't understand why people can't, cannot bring themselves to see that. One more thing that was kind of making the rounds is that, um, so at one point, Amber Heard's lawyer held up a Milani cosmetics all-in-one correcting kit as a visual cue, basically, to explain how Amber would carry around corrective makeup compacts to, like, cover up bruises. She doesn't say this is the exact product she uses. She doesn't name the name of the brand. She's just using it as reference. But Milani then made a TikTok where over that, um, you know, that Backyardigan song where it's like, I'm an international super spy, that one? I love that one. Well, they, they did a TikTok over that song where they showed that that specific product wasn't launched until 2017. And in the comments, they were like, we're here to prove the facts of the case. I'm, people really took that and ran with it. Guys, boycott Milani. Come on. What an embarrassment. Like, seriously? You're a makeup brand. Like, you're getting involved in this? How many people at the Milani headquarters did that have to go through? And how many people sanctioned that? Because that is insane <laughs> that that made it to their Twitter. What does this say to you when public facing entities like celebrities like Lance Bass or brands like Milani like feel so confident in the public's opinion on a contentious matter that they make content about it or like trivialize it openly? I just think it was like the public opinion was so unanimous around that time and so loud and so willing to drown anyone else out that they're safe. Like it's a safety net, right? You're falling into a bed of voices that are all the same voice. So you're not going to fall through the bed, you know, like everyone's there to catch you. And I think even like looking at those TikTok videos, some of those videos are so stupid and so cringy and embarrassing to watch. <laughs> like I get secondhand embarrassment watching them. But the mainstream public is going to like them because they would like anything that was negative about Amber Heard. Yeah. It was a frenzy. Like, it's it was like mass hysteria almost, honestly. It was a moment of mass hysteria. I know. And it, it was just kind of shocking because I was like, Me Too was such a moment. It was such a moment that I was like, I genuinely feel like I've stepped into a parallel universe because even if we're like, a lot of it was optics, a lot of it was just people talking. It's like, are these not bad optics then for people to be getting behind this? Like, even then, it's like contradictory to what people like to say they support. Oh, we had 
all the toolkits at our disposal to see this and look at it at face value and say this is bullshit. It honestly just made me lose faith in humanity a little bit because, like, truly, we were doing, what, the Salem Witch Trials in 1692 and putting people on trial for, like, ridiculous accusations and, like, burning or whatever, hanging them at public hangings. And it's, like, truly, culturally, this is actually no different. But, like, people's desire to see the schadenfreude, like, to see someone get knocked down is so strong that, like, we actually have not evolved I know. As a species, like, we need to see someone burned at the stake. We need to see someone getting tomatoes thrown at them. But because of something like the Me Too movement, like, the whole concept of the witch hunt, being like, has anyone seen The Crucible? That's something that men's rights activists have, like, adopted to talk about men like Johnny Depp, who they think have been wrongly accused of things. Yeah, witch hunted. Witch hunted. I, I thought this was a witch trial. Like, everyone was just like, she turned me into a newt. And then that is why... Sorry, that's a Monty Python reference. (laughs) But like, truly, it was just insane to witness in real time. I was like, are we all living the same reality right now? Because I feel like we're not. But I I, but I don't I just don't think we should be too shocked, to be honest. No, I think we got a little complacent to believe that Me Too cured everything. Like, no, no, absolutely. I don't even know if ever as a species we're going to get over this desire to see people torn down publicly. Like, truly, I don't think we will. People were so excited to see this happen. I know. And especially the men's rights activists. So in May 2022, Vice World News reported that conservative media outlet The Daily Wire, which is Ben Shapiro's baby, spent tens of thousands of dollars on Facebook and Instagram ads with false information about the trial. And like they're really popular on Facebook. And they were basically taking advantage of this trial to like help support like their anti me too agenda and it was stuff like look what the me too movement has done guys and same with like anti-woke youtubers and so yeah a lot of people in the wake of this trial like we said we're going well now we're in post me too this is the anti me too backlash the inevitable pendulum swing yeah which in a way like kind of i hope not but yeah i mean it, it definitely poked holes I don't think it reversed me too, but I do think it was a backlash that was waiting to, it was sitting in the sidelines waiting to happen, right? And the fact that people that would have typically supported me too were willing to also jump onto this bandwagon and the Johnny Depp train was scary. As I'm sure you all know, uh, Johnny Depp won the trial. I was so depressed that day. And I felt like I couldn't even adequately rant about it to people other than you because I felt like most people didn't feel that way it was just very alienating because it felt like if you'd said anything someone was going to come back with you know men can be abuse victims too and like you know actually she admitted to like hitting him on tape once i do think that the tides have started turning yeah i agree and i think that's been nice to see it's insane that amber heard had to go through all that as an individual like i don't i truly don't know how she survived that that was insane. I don't know what I would do if I was in her position. I cannot fathom how that would have felt. Having to air out her like most traumatic moments on the stand, have that televised and then openly mocked by fucking everybody. everybody. Was like having to recount her rape at the hands of Johnny Depp and then have that be mocked was horrific. And to be then also like, put up as this figure of someone who's abused the advancements of the women's rights movements it's like someone who's like taking advantage of the very thing that you have been a vocal supporter of and a member of yeah and like worked with so not long after the trial one of the jurors spoke to good morning america anonymously he said of amber heard The crying, the facial expressions that she had, the staring at the jury. All of us were very uncomfortable. She would answer one question and she would be crying. And two seconds later, she would turn ice cold. Some of us use the expression crocodile tears. And then of Johnny Depp, he said, he just seemed like a little more real in terms of how he was responding to questions. His emotional state was very stable throughout. I just like, (laughs) I'm sorry, but when I watch Johnny Depp talk and he's like, I just... I don't know how I, 
how I feel about these kind of things. I don't, I'm like, sorry, this man talking, you find this comforting? I don't find it comforting at all, actually. No, I'm not like, that's a normal person I like. I can relate to. I find him so deeply off-putting. Like, I'm actually, just the, the public infantilization of Johnny Depp during this time versus Amber Heard was so crazy. Like, everyone was like, he's so cute. I was like, this fucking guy? They were like, Captain Jack Sparrow. You Yeah, they kept calling him Captain Jack Sparrow. And I was like, guys, give up. Stop. Like, that's a character in a movie that he's not even doing anymore. I'm like, this guy and the, like, Stetson. You think this guy is... No, what was he wearing? He was wearing, like, a fedora. What are those hats that people wear at brunch? Those, like, little <laughs> village guys? He kept wearing those every day. Oh, God, I don't know. This guy and the, like, whatever, fedora. Stupid you think ass. this guy? But Amber Heard is, like, hardened villain. Truly, that's a Rorschach test. <laughs> I honestly, like I said, we're not going in really to the evidence, but I did watch one of one of the videos where he's yelling at her. He's like drunk. It's morning and he's yelling at her and he like breaks a bottle. I was like, really? We can watch that and go, that's a sweet little innocent baby man. <laughs> like, even if you thought she was guilty, you have proof that like he's not a little like baby he's not a little innocent like flower he's like a 60 something year old man and a douche sorry and a douche like such a douche and a douche and regardless of any of this that guy's a douche yeah (laughs) also like so going back to what the story member said like does that not sound exactly like what you saw people saying on the internet crocodile tears like oh that guy was going home every night and he was watching the body language experts on tiktok (laughs) yeah um, so then do you think it's reasonable to assume that the online discourse around the trial may have like made its way into the jury room? No. <laughs> <laughs> of course it did. They're not even sequestered. The OJ jury was sequestered and they were still managing to get to have things slightly leaked, right? Like these people are out and about running amok in public. Of course they are. I know. And it's like, I just, I feel like the United States does not know how to, there's not really laws in place for like these specific cases. And OJ was before social media. Now it's like, this is just stuff is coming directly to these people's phones every night. Oh, yeah. So Hollywood, for the most part, completely backed Johnny Depp. He made an Instagram post following the verdict. And here are just some of the celebrities that liked it. Oh, my God. It's so disappointing. <laughs> Bella Hadid, Jennifer Aniston, Taika Waititi, Jason Momoa, Liv Tyler, Riley Keough, Naomi Campbell, Zoe Saldana, Gemma Chan, Dominic Fike, Lakeith Stanfield, Cody Simpson, Lisa Rinna, and so I, many more. Lisa Rinna, not surprising. Bella? I'm hurt. I also think a lot of celebrities then like went and unliked it because People were, like, publicly calling them out on Twitter. As they should. Yeah. Sorry, like, this is a situation where I'm like, oh, I don't know. I I, yeah. this, I find this so hard to be, like, impartial I about. Don't, yeah, I don't get I don't get it. And then Amber Heard made an Instagram post, and seven famous people liked it. The biggest names were Melanie Linsky, Selma Blair, and also Jason Momoa. <laughs> okay, confusing. I genuinely think that is an act of bravery because the amount of hate that someone like a celebrity would have gotten for liking her post would probably be insane oh absolutely also melanie linsky queen depp made a surprise cameo in rihanna's savage fenty fashion show in november he was like the first man to be like a superstar model person um that is disappointing yeah uh, he recently signed a $20 million deal with Dior for their fragrance Sauvage that he's been like the face of since 2015 or 16. Um, and apparently it's like considered notably high in the world of like celebrity perfume and endorsements. Deals. Yeah. Um, awesome. When his film played at Cannes this year, he received a seven million. He received a seven minute standing ovation despite reviews indicating that his performance was bad. Amber Heard has not booked a role that we know of since the trial. She has two films coming out, but they were shot before all of this. She recently returned to social media after a long hiatus and is promoting one of those films. So she's moved to Spain and she's kind of doing a bit. I truly, and I said this at the time, but like in the tradition of us redeeming maligned women of the 90s which we have been doing with multiple tv series like 
with Pamela Anderson being the most recent one. We are going to do this. Oh yeah. Hopefully sooner than it took us to do with the women from the nineties. I think I know. <laughs> five or six years there'll be like an HBO four part docu thing. If someone's gonna profit off of her redemption. Oh yeah. And it's gonna be too late for her to like have a career redemption because she'll also be probably in her forties by then and no longer desirable by Hollywood for a comeback. Didn't you know women just hit the age of thirty and die and wither away? You didn't know that? I know, and I'm getting there. (laughs) Whoops. You're going to be just dust, according to Hollywood, in In four years' time. time. (laughs) So there's fear about how this verdict and coverage of the case could impact domestic violence victims and their willingness to go to court. And it's part of a larger trend of high-profile defamation suits being brought against accusers. Marilyn Manson's suit against ex-girlfriend Evan Rachel Wood is intended to go to court in May 2024. Wood alleged that Manson sexually abused her in her documentary, Phoenix Rising. He's a friend of Johnny Depp's, and his fans are already, like, using the same kind of tactics against Evan Rachel Wood that Johnny Depp's fans were using against Amber Heard. I think now we do have the language that maybe we didn't have before this Amber Heard-Johnny Depp trial. Like, I think people are already calling bullshit on the Manson stuff. He's also less beloved. Yeah, he, he's actually, like, widely disliked. So He's I been don't blamed think, for Columbine. Yeah, I don't think he's going to do well with this one. I just think I'm already starting to see people speak differently about Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, and I'm, I'm hoping that that begins to pick up steam. Because, like, truly, before the trial, no one. I was seeing no one openly on her side. Yeah. No. Same. And then Dr. Luke and Kesha were supposed to go to court over his defamation case against her claims that he raped her, but they just settled out of court like last month and have agreed not to disclose any details about the terms of the like settlement. So I don't know if that's good or bad, but... Hasn't she been through enough? Yeah. To close off, ultimately, whether you left the trial believing Depp abused Heard or Heard abused Depp or both... I want you to think about the Washington Post op-ed, which, again, was written to bring attention to domestic violence and sexual assault legislation, and really ask yourself if that was something that was written with malice. And just considering everything we just said, if it really did hurt Johnny Depp's reputation all that much. I also do think that, you know, in this episode, we don't go into the evidence. We don't try to prove one way or the other. We're just looking at it at face value from a cultural standpoint. And regardless of what you see the trial as and how you've perceived the evidence, which is largely in Amber Heard's favor, Mm -hmm. just the trial itself in the media coverage was unfair, objectively unfair and unjust. And so it's like, even if Amber Heard was malicious, this would be unfair at its core. Yes, and even if she had hurt his career, which it doesn't really look like she did all that much, it hurt her career more. And she probably knew that writing it because guess what? That has historically been the case for women who speak out about these things. Like if you think Johnny Depp's name was tainted during that brief window when he was Me Too'd, just imagine being Amber Heard because she can't eclipse what has happened to her. She cannot eclipse this trial. Anything she does. And she didn't have enough of a chance to create a legacy outside of that, which he did. Overall, this case was a fucking bummer. Yeah. Uh, Enjoy the rest of your (laughs) time. Rehash is hosted by Hannah Rain and me, Maia. It's produced and edited by me, and the intro and outro song is produced by our talented friend, Ian Mills. Thanks for listening.